Yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy Boogie coming at you with episode 2.5 of Retro Radio. The reason this is 2.5 is because I pre-recorded some other episodes and wanted to get this one out a little faster. Um, The reason being because we're in the middle of tax season right now. And in this episode, I had a conversation with my guy, Edwin Barahona, who is an accountant, uh, financial advisor, proud father of two and a loving husband. Um, It was really cool chopping it up with him initially. You know, Uh, we were bouncing around accountants just because we felt like they weren't helping us, um, helping us really financially in terms of making our money work for us. And Edwin was the first person to really sit down and talk to us about shit. You know what I mean? Um. He really wanted to understand where we are coming from, what our plans for the future were, and worked with us for that. Uh, he was also, you know, around my age, so we had a lot of the same sensibilities and stuff like that. So it was really cool chopping up with him. And, you know, talking to him initially just made it really clear to me that it's so important to have somebody in your corner that actually knows about your finances that'll help you out. You know, you can't do everything in this life alone unless you're an accountant too or just really fucking good with your money which i'm not like it's good to have somebody helping you off that that really really wants to help you out with that um so you know if you're financially ratchet or living that financially ratchet life um listen to the episode you know you won't feel judged uh we do we do talk a little shit but you know it is what it is that's just you know i talk shit can't help it um but yeah hopefully you guys enjoy this um check edwin out at edwindoestaxes.com. Also, be on the lookout for him. He has a nonprofit right now that he's going to start um, offering courses with soon. As soon as the pandemic kind of calms down a little bit, he's he's going to offer some financial literacy courses and stuff like that through his nonprofit, uh, Rising Latino. Uh, so be on the lookout for that too. You know, I'll be more than happy to to plug that for him. But uh, for now, enjoy the episode, guys. All right, peace. Live and direct from the Batcave, aka undisclosed location, LA somewhere. It's your boy Boogie over here with my boy Edwin Paraona, who is fellow girl dad, fellow gordita lover. And I say that in terms of food, not overweight folks. Like that's <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm, I'm we're being inclusive here. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shame nobody, but I'm talking about the food. So girl dad. Gordita lover, and also uh, certified public accountant extraordinaire, Edwin. Thank you for for being on the show, man, or the podcast. I appreciate it, man, yes, bro. I appreciate the the introduction. Like, I'll say this: it was, it was I've gone through maybe like four or five different accountants in like the last six years, man. And then I I was looking around recently. I think the last well, maybe the last year and a half or something. I was me and P, my wife, were looking around. I was like. Man, I'm tired of fucking giving money to these old motherfuckers who just like they look at me like a number, but like your company was super cool to work with. It's called Edwin Does Taxes. We shoot the shit about whatever, mostly food, <laughs> mostly food and and parenthood and stuff like that. But it was it was really refreshing to see just somebody around my age doing shit like this, which is typically kind of considered like an old quote unquote old profession. On top of that, you know, you're a financial advisor as well. And I think that 
that's important to have too. Financial like liberation in general is fucking huge. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, absolutely. You need that freedom, bro. Basically, the entire aspect of it. Um, yeah. You should be able to control your all of your financial uh, well-being. You know, you need. That's what that's what's gonna give you the uh, the time to do whatever whatever it is that you like to do. It's taking over your finances. I think that yeah, absolutely. What I what I do for a living can be boring, and uh, a lot of people they tend to to expect an older older guy when they come to my office. They always say that I go, damn, you're a lot younger <laughs> than I thought you were gonna be, you know. And I. It, it's 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 a typical very long career you know and it, it but it's for me it was it was very interesting you know when I the, the, the I had a very old accountant myself when I worked with my parents business mm-hmm. and you know and very very straightforward no joking just give me the numbers get out <laughs> and go pay your here send your check to the IRS pay your yeah. taxes on time you know, and but but my my accountant never looked at my overall finances to see if I was saving any money, if I was investing in my future. Didn't care if I owned the house, you know. And so all these things, you know, I grew curious when I would see people come into my office. And when I started my business in the beginning, most of my clients, on average, made thirty, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars a year. And slowly, I had people coming in here that were making sixty-five thousand, ninety thousand, one hundred and fifty, or two hundred and fifty. And I started thinking, well, what does someone that makes two hundred and fifty thousand? What do they do with their money? Or what about when someone comes in that makes eight hundred thousand dollars a year? What do they do with their money? Right. And so then that's when I started thinking, well. I have people that make $800,000 a year that, that spend it all. And I have people that make 40000 and they try to save whatever they can. Yeah. And, and somehow, some way, if you're, it doesn't really, it, it, it can become, it can get to an extent where it won't matter how much you make. It's yeah. how you spend yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. You know, because <laughs> at 800000 if you have a, if you have a nice car, if you live in a nice apartment, you have, you know, if you like nice things and you like to eat good food, then it's probably it's you're gonna run out of money. It's not enough. Especially money. in LA, man. Like especially in LA, bro. Expensive. There's nice shit everywhere. Apartments. I mean, fuck. They there's leftover apartments of high and high rises and all that shit is is left. There's a there's an excess amount of it here. It's so all those fucking know. developers, man. They just buy it and sit on it. You're like, dude, no one can fucking afford to live downtown for $8,000 a month in a fucking apartment. Like, you're tripping. This isn't New isn't York. Isn't that incredible? Like, uh, it's yeah, bullshit exactly. is what it is. I mean, like, I'm not that crazy. I would, I'm too it's old. Crazy. I, would, I wouldn't say I'm too old. It's like, the, like, living in downtown doesn't fit my lifestyle anymore. I like a little, like, I like being close to the to how busy things are, but I like just chilling and kind of like, you know, walking outside. I want to see cars rolling around all the time. Oh, shit. it's a specific lifestyle, bro. It's a yeah. jungle. Yeah. You go downstairs and there's fine dining and lots of shopping and then there's homeless people and there's cars everywhere. And Fucking zero just, parking or you pay an no, extra thousand dollars for parking. Absolutely no parking. Yeah, absolutely no parking. So you have to walk or run everywhere. You know? <laughs> Shout out to the people who could do that shit because that is not for me. I was like, I pay money so I don't have to walk. Just like I. Oh I, yeah, dude. I just, and then the, there's there's got to be sirens every couple seconds. 
Yeah. So, but you know what? People who live in the city, they don't even notice those things, bro. Yeah, they're just there all the time. Like my, yeah, my, even... my wife, she she grew up in South Central. So like we moved out to, when we first moved in together, we moved to Highland Park, like kind of in the hills. And then at night, she's like, it's too quiet. Like I'm used to hearing the fucking get over it and like the sirens <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. I'm like pop, 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 Made pop. Made um, Yeah, she's just like, damn, someone's going to fucking come through, come through the window and fucking murder us and shit. <laughs> I was like, girl, ain't nothing, here but, ain't nothing about here but, but fucking coyotes and skunks. Like, you're cool. <laughs> she's just like, it's just weird to me. And I get it because even, you know, living in the suburbs, we went to go visit my dad and fucking, he lives like near Big Bear. We get to the house oh. and he lives like kind of like kind of secluded so we kicked it over there for like a night one time like let's go you know i haven't seen him too often let's go kick it out there and this is before my wife got pregnant so we're we're kicking it out like on the little patio or something like that and like he turned off like the he turned off like one set of lights inside the house and i couldn't see like the patio lights were still on i couldn't see fucking five feet in front of me and i was like this is how motherfuckers get killed like this is a horror movie and the minorities always get killed first fuck this shit i'm going inside like i'm I'm double locking everything like nah i'm not i'm not done with that shit yeah that's that's uh very rural you know and it's hard for someone yeah it's hard for us to adapt to something like that because we've never lived like City life is just weird in general. I think there's just levels to it, Neil. Because for there's me, it was so mostly the suburbs. Yeah, for me, it was the suburbs, and then my but my family lived in K Town, so it's kind of like it's almost like an extension of downtown LA. You know, like my grandma lived right across the street from MacArthur Park, so it was always busy and like bustling over there. And then my uncle lived in West Adams, and some in, some out in Gardena as well. So it was like it's kind of like all I got a little taste of everything growing up, so I wasn't too used to any sort of particular particular like. I guess setting. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so it was easier. It was a, for there was a yes. Yeah, there's levels uh, and to to the type of traffic and the noise and the. You're from East Los, right? Like you're you're born um, and raised on East Los. Uh, no, I'm close to East LA. I, was, I grew up in Huntington Park. Oh, okay, okay. So Huntington H- Park, Bell, Southgate, Cudahy, Bell Gardens, that area. Typical, very, very Mexican environment. There wasn't a whole lot of like a lot of traffic and and people, but. People like buying a shit ton of cars, so there's no parking. Yeah, Huntington Park was fucking. It was like gang central for a minute, like in the in the early nineties, oh, late eighties. Yeah, very nineties. I grew up there. It was all gangland. Even of, in um, I think even when the when Kobe and Shaq went on that first run, man, there was a bunch of shit out there too. Because I think again, my wife's uncle, she he was out there just like kicking it after one of the after one of the championships, and that like he just got shot dead, like that fucking celebration. I was like. God damn, are you serious? It's like, and this was what, 99, 2000 or nine, anywhere yeah. between 99 or 2003. I was like, so a lot of places were still pretty bad. It's not as bad a, anymore. Not anymore. Right now, you know, I go back every day and it's not as bad anymore. It's just, I think it's more of substance abuse now. Mm-hmm. Like always, like always, there's, there's always been a problem with substance abuse programs lacking in those areas. Mm-hmm. Not enough, not enough centers to, to take care of these people. These people are just roaming around and, you know, now, see, now they're dealing with this, this, this whole, uh, epi- this whole epidemic, I guess now where they're calling it with, with the crack, for example, yeah. you know, but now that, now there's, now that it's a disease officially, there might be some, some, some proper action instead of just arresting all these people. Yeah. And, and maybe they can get some actual health, some, some, some type of, of help. And 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 that that's ideally what's going to help those environments improve a little bit is 
giving them some 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 help instead of just sending them to jail and making them worse. That's you know, just whack, man. I mean, the thing is, like, it's good to hear this. Like, I like I love talking to people who like grew up in the hood and like leveled up and kind of and kind of like dipped because there's so I feel like there's two narratives, right? And I think there's one where it's just like it's not a bad thing, but I don't necessarily agree with it where he's where you know he she there whatever they're just like oh well i made it out you can do the same thing too you just have to put your mind to it i was like i i get that part like you, you always gotta bust your ass oh yeah i agree there see the thing is if you really care about the environment that you come from yeah you're gonna you're gonna leave if you're <laughs> if that if it doesn't if it doesn't meet your your minimum standards yeah you know yeah. Uh, there's certain standards that i have as a lifestyle, as a father, as a neighbor, there's a specific lifestyle. If, it, if those requirements are not met by my local environment, then I have to move myself. And, but as, as someone that comes from that environment, because I care about the neighborhood that I'm from, I'm trying to go back and I'm trying to use all of my, my tools, my knowledge. I, I, gotta, I gotta use my time, sacrifice some of my family time to go and inject this environment with 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 positivity, with love, with attention, with care, yeah. with th- things that 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 have value as a foundation for for other things to grow off of. That's just the foundation. I'm just there to supply a foundation. Say, hey, look, I know that you just had a jack in the box bag and you don't give a shit because you're done eating and you just throw it on the floor. It's okay. Go ahead and do that. I'm gonna pick it up for you. Sorry. I'll throw it in the trash for you, and I'll and I'll lead by example. And it's okay. I'm not gonna tell you anything. I'm just gonna show you. When you come back, the shit's not gonna be there no more. The floor is gonna be clean. Go ahead and throw more shit on there. The next day, it's gonna be clean again. And eventually, you're gonna feel the pressure because you're gonna be like, "Shit, the floor is always clean. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go throw the shit in the trash. I'm the only asshole now throwing yeah. shit on the floor." But that's, I mean, that's, that's the way to, to, I mean, that's what I would agree with the most just because, you know, back to what I was saying, like, it was just like, it's, I love hearing those stories, right. Of people just like, Oh, I made it out. Cause you're one, my wife is one, a couple of my friends are, are, are examples as well. But then people kind of point to that and they're like, Oh, there's no excuses for everybody else. I was like, there, there's a little bit of luck involved with this shit too. You can, cause there's a couple of people I know that bust their fucking ass and they can't get out. You know, so for me, yeah. it's like, look, a big part of that, you know, is is financial literacy, which is what I want to talk to you about as well. But then on top of that, it's just like, yo, stop like the people. A, a thing that I don't like about entrepreneurs is that they shame other people for not wanting to be entrepreneurs. They're just like, I made it out. You ain't shit because you work for somebody this, that and the third. I'm just like, fam, you got to chill on that. But like you said, leading by example, like, look, I made it. And I'm going to pass that knowledge on to you. And hopefully you can make it. But even if not, like, at least you'll have the knowledge and maybe spread it to somebody else. Right. So that like, you're saying that person that threw the Jack in the box bag on the floor, like, Oh fuck. Like I got to at least make this place a little bit better for the other people around. If not just for me, like they right. might spurn some, but they might like, they might spawn somebody else's mindset. That's just like, Oh shit. And then that person might be able to do something great for the community, which is dope for me. Like I, I would appreciate that probably the more than more than anything rather than just being like see like you got no excuses because this person made it. i was like it doesn't it's not it's not that easy there's a bunch of like and there's I a wish it was you know yeah. I wish it was that easy and i i myself i i have 
I, I've made the mistake of, of shaming some of my friends that are that I think are super smart and very and very aggressive with their with their professional uh, lifestyle. I go, look, dude, why are you working for this guy? That's fucking dumb. Why don't no. you just do your own thing? And now I realize, you know what? Everyone can get get to where they need to get to in their own way, using their own type of speed, their own vehicle. As long as they care with, about what they're doing. I mean, there's there's so many different ways to become successful. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, I like the, I don't want the extra work because my dad was an entrepreneur and like, that sounds fucked it's up. It's so much extra work. Yeah. You're not going to get paid for it. So you really have to like the shit that you're doing. And it has to be more of a passion. Yeah. And then the money comes, the money comes because you get good at the shit. Yeah. You know? But if you're not, if you're not patient enough to, to master your art, Good luck. Business can fucking eat you, spit you out, and just laugh. Yeah, you know, it's, they don't give I've a shit seen about many you. people fail. You know, I've seen there's there's many stories of failures. You know, that's that's endless. All of us know somebody. If you live in a metropolitan area, everybody knows somebody who had something that's great right. going on, and they just it didn't work out. It's not that they didn't do the right thing; it just didn't work out, man. Sometimes it it's just like out. lightning in a bottle, and you gotta kind of go from there. But I mean. I talked about this in one of the other episodes, like the the first episode, I think I was talking to my boy and I was like, I hate the narrative too of the guy or whoever. It doesn't have to be the guy where they're just like, oh, like I gave up everything to pursue my dream. I was like, fuck that. I was like, you better have something on the side, a cushion, <laughs> something and a timeline I'm rather than just like, like you got to have a plan. You have to know what you're doing. And this kind of that mindset, I feel like afflicts a lot of people. I don't think it's necessary. That affliction, I don't think it's necessarily specific to a race i do think that just living in the society that we're in like white folks in general they already have the advantage being born white right or, or having generational wealth when they're born and not all of them but like a lot of them so to fall into that mindset to me was just like nah fuck that because you know when i grew up in the burbs <clears throat> you know we like i didn't i didn't have it bad at all like i middle class the, the poorest that we ever got was maybe lower middle class but the standard of which my friends lived I wanted to live that. Like my white friends lived, I wanted to live that. And I was like, we didn't have the means to that shit. And then when I got older and like, not older, but like when I went to college and that I got a credit card, that fucking started the whole shit of like going downhill. Cause my mom, and that's the thing too, like being from immigrant families, I think anyone who's, anyone anyone would probably know about this coming from immigrant family, whether it's like, they don't necessarily tell you what to do, what to do with your money. They just tell you to save it. They're like, hey, stack your money, stack your money, stack your money. And I'm like, well, what the fuck can I do with it? Like, you know, I didn't have money to stack like that, but I was like, what can I, like, what should I do with it? And when I went to college, they're just like, it's just free money. You pay back later. Don't worry about it. So guess what the fuck I did? My stupid ass brought some, bought some shoe, shoes. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I bought some shoes, fucking paid a homeless guy to buy some alcohol for me. Because <laughs> like, back then, like, back then people didn't look at credit cards like that. They're just like, whatever, like the motherfucker's paying it. You know, he's only yeah, paying for alcohol. Yeah, he's just like, it's good to go. Like, just fucking sign some bullshit. So that, dude, that started, like, the whole thing. And I'm just now I'm starting to get, like, a little more financially literate. But I think that... I think that happens to all of us growing up without the knowledge, the experience. Sometimes, because you're right, you nailed it when it comes to the immigrant part. Sometimes our parents themselves didn't have, grow up with credit cards. Yeah. And they got credit cards later on in life. 
and they don't even know what they're doing with the credit card. So it's very hard for them to sit down and tell you, hey, this is how you use a credit card. This is how you monitor your credit. Try to use only 6% max. I mean, shit, my dad's a carpet cleaner. He doesn't know what 6% of anything means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless it's six square feet out of a hundred square feet because he's putting in a six square feet of carpet. But he doesn't 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 pay attention to percentages and credit scores and shit. You know, and th- these things are things that we learn through through generational, through generations. And 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 only if you're lucky and if, if it's and if if you're the previous generation before yours got their shit together, learned it, and actually teaches it forward. Otherwise, it's it's very disadvantages. I mean, I have friends that inherited houses that don't have them anymore because they couldn't pay the property taxes, bro. Because They, they know about that either. They're like, what, what the fuck? I got to pay taxes just to own a house? Like, yeah, you do. And I have I have, I have friends that, that inherited a, I have a friend that inherited a house, and he didn't want to pay the property taxes because his other sibling wasn't wasn't they didn't want to pay the other half. So because they couldn't figure out how to come to an agreement on how to pay just the property tax and the house is paid in full. Oh my god. The they lost the house. The house is paid in full and they were just they were just scrapping like no fuck that. The house was paid in full and right before the dad died he refinanced it for like 50 G's because medical bills started to catch up. Mm-hmm. And then he left them with a refi for fifty thousand on the house. And oh these people god. couldn't figure out how to pay the fifty nobody wanted to pay the 50 and they couldn't figure out how to pay the property taxes because nobody wanted to pay them and it, it got repoed for 50 oh my G's. god right that's fucking ridiculous man so like, then my 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 dad seen things like that and he's like hey look if if you're not ready when when i hit the sh- the, the fucking when i hit the floor then then I, somebody else is gonna get that house because i'm not gonna leave you a house that you can't afford to maintain yeah and so then, if if you're if you if you're lucky, like I got, like I didn't get to choose my dad, so I got kind of lucky. But he he's that push, he's that push that hey, look, the, the bare minimum you have to have is at least ten thousand dollars for property taxes and repairs on the side. And if you're not ready, dude, you can't have that. It's gonna go to some other sibling. Yeah. You know, and and then so then that makes me a different person. You know what I mean? And I, that changes the expectation and it, it changes everything. The whole game is different because now I'm trying to protect passive income. Yeah. Not even trying to figure out how to make a living by working no more. You know what I mean? I'm Making like, money oh, while you sleep. That's the dream. You know, I'm just going to rent everything and, and just collect the rent. That's the fucking, yeah. that's the, that's the real American dream. And, like, and, but how do we get there? We, we have to prepare ourselves for that. So and what, like, was it your dad, like saying that to you that that made you want to become like an accountant, or like how did you how did you specifically fall into it? Because I know you got curious initially because you're like, oh, what are these fools doing? Like, well, I, how can I, I improve I, that? I, I think what the curiosity for me is is the money part. It's, I've always liked the money part. I've always been interested in in finances, figuring out how to move. It's always been interesting for me how someone can buy, for example, a beach house for $50 million. Like, how does someone buy a $50 million house if the average income is $50,000 or thirty-five in America? You know, what, how, what did this guy do differently to get to 50 mil, bro, and he's only fucking 40, for example? Yeah. You know? 
And so now as, as a mid 30 year old man, I, I understand there's ways to invest in stocks. There's ways to invest in digital coins and some of these, and there's certain th- types of investments that can put you in situations like that. And you can, you can kind of manipulate those, 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 those situations if you do enough research. And if you, if, you, if, you, if you really pay attention to what you're buying, how you're saying, how you're spending your money, you can get there, you know? Yeah. And, and, and even if you don't get to 50 mil, but if you get to 10 mil, 10 mil is in California, you're, you're multimillionaire. That's not, it's not magic, it's discipline. Yeah. It's discipline. Generational wealth, man, I think that, because I didn't, you know, my when my parents came to this country, they didn't have shit. They couldn't come out here and just buy a house immediately. You know what I mean? So for me, it's just like, all right, the head start that I see a lot of people seeing in terms of financial literacy and just being well off is I got to leave something for my kids. I got a generational wealth. It's like, we got to leave the house for our kids, make sure the house is good to go, whatever, you know, circumstances change. Maybe we won't be in the nicest house that we want. We maybe we won't do this, that third. But if we plan for the, the thing is like my job now, in a way helps me plan for the future. Cause I don't have a choice in terms of retirement accounts. Like they set one up for me. They're like, boom, you here you go. They're like, you're good. And it's like, I have three. So I was like, all right, well I'm, I'm good. You know? And like, I could kind of finesse like the high risk, high reward kind of um, shit in terms of, of what, what, what gets invested in the 401 and 457. But just having that like taken out of my check and I don't have a choice. It's cool. Cause I don't have to think about it, but what fucked right. me up was that, I should be thinking about it anyway, outside of that, which is why I was just like, all right, man, let me, let me just find like, cause when we first started getting an accountant, we weren't, we were making decent money, but we didn't do anything to the point where we thought that we would have to, well, we would need one. I was like, Oh, we need one. Like just fuck, fill out the, the 1040 easy or whatever, the, you know, whatever right. just go on TurboTax. Right. And like, we did TurboTax for a couple of years or whatever. And I was just like, then I started thinking about, it, I was like, I know for a fact that there are ways and not, it's not to cheat the system. I think the, the system cheats us, but I think there are ways that you can make the system work for you, no matter what your, no matter what your, your financial background is, right? I feel like there are things that you can do that people are very good at, like that they can help you with. And that's when I started reaching out to, to accountants. And when I came across you, I was like, all right, this is, we're fucking, we're money right now because you know, going back to the immigrant background, I was just like, they're like, save, 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 save. And because we saved, we, we never bought anything. Like all the things that I, like I wanted, which is frivolous, like sneakers, clothing, you know, all the music that I wanted to buy or whatever the fuck, like my mom was just like, nah, cause she was a single mom. So she's like, nah, none of that shit. And then, so when I, when I got turned 18 and had my credit card, when I went to Santa Barbara, they're like, bow, like take this. It's basically like the fucking golden ticket from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but it wasn't. And that's what started like this whole fucked up, like, because I was paying it, but I was paying the minimum payments and then 29%, 29.99% interest kind of got me. And I was just like, <laughs> I'll be just like, I'll be paying this shit when I'm 65. What the fuck? And then that's when yeah. I was like, all right, I got to start thinking now about the long game. Cause I came like from when I was 18 till now, I've been in debt, right? And I wanted to get to the point where the only debt that I have is my house and a car lease. And I'm there now, and I, I think I have like maybe a thousand bucks left on my on my my student loans. Like this isn't a flex; it's just me being happy and sharing with people. Like, yo, I'm happy for this shit. And I was like, it is possible, but you gotta have the right people in it in there with you. Absolutely. And the thing is, when you like when you looked at my our taxes too, like our our or when you looked at our income too, and 
one of the things I like that I didn't tell you at the time, because I was already kind of ashamed was that you saw how much money we made and how much money we didn't save. And you didn't say shit. You're just like, all right, well, you know, when you want you know, some financial services come through to me or whatever. And we started working on that. And well, my biggest already... concern is your age. Yeah. You know, it's, it's your age. I, I, I mean, it's your income is great. You're you work your ass off and you get paid well for what you do, but it really concerns me when I see someone in that situation that's like 50, for example. Yeah. Uh, but I looked at your age, I go, well, you're in your 30s. I could relate to certain uh, to certain aspects of that. I, too, myself, I credit to me was somewhat new. I, I grew up, like, I got pretty lucky. Like I said, I, my dad's a business owner, so I, I grew up with some knowledge as far as salesmanship and and, and and closing deals and things like that keep come natural but as far as I, I don't I didn't know exactly what he did with his money and now as an, now as a grown man I understand now because he's 55 and he's already paid off a house and he he his, it's it's his first his first generation here he's it's a new country he bought a house for five hundred thousand, and he paid it within 20 years cleaning carpets most people look at a carpet cleaner and they think oh poor bastard yeah but they don't think oh shit this guy owns a house i don't even own a fucking house i'm a lawyer i got a dope job i drive a dope car i don't own a fucking house yeah they, they finance the house but they don't own that shit the bank owns it yeah and nobody wants to talk about that shit because it's not pleasure. It's the, there's no pleasure in that. Yeah, it's not. You know it's not I mean? a sexy. It's not a sexy job. It's, it's not a sexy. It's not sexy. It's not. There's not that. In, in the, now that's a good goal. We all want to pay off our homes. Yeah. You know, but and and that's that was that's the reason why I approached it the way I approached that. I go well. You're just recovering from some some choices that you made when you were younger, and. I mean, dude, there's guys that are that are your that are our age that don't they don't have any retirement at all. Yeah. You know, I saw a client on Monday that doesn't have a 401k and he's 30, 39, 41. 41, bro. So that is a little more alarming. Hmm. And that's a little more alarming to me because I go, well, fuck, you're gonna work till you're like a hundred and thirty something. Yeah. From what I mean, I'm pretty good at math, so I could kind of figure <laughs> the shit out. Yeah, you know, I could give him the exact number, but he's not gonna like it. Fuck you, Edwin. What the fuck, dog? You know? <laughs> and you know, I'm like, well, shit, bro, you must have like some kind of very good gene, because I expect you to work at least till 149 or something. You know? God damn. And yeah. and <laughs> that's like. So it's not fair, but, and, and some, some clients are really young. Like my, one of my employees, he's 22 and he's freaking out because he doesn't have own his house yet. And I'm like, calm down, bro. Yeah, 22. 22, God, bro. Man. Like, dude, he's like, fuck Edwin. I mean, I, I feel like I'm at your level, bro, but I'm not. I'm like, there's no fucking way that you're going to be at my level being half my age, bro. Yeah. You know, it's not about how dope you are. It, you're, it's not about skill. It's it takes time for this shit to 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 put put it the whole thing to come together. Is he for, for as driven as he is? Is he a virgin? I just want to. I just I just need it. Dude, 
because we have the time and the energy is just like if you're already good with your money pretty much if you're because i'm a if he anyone who works for you they got to be good with their money but it's just like dude you got to get out there he can't really experience life right now which is unfortunate but i was like when he does get when this whole covid shit comes that's what i was asking sow your wild oats man nowadays like what do you do like right Maybe, I mean, they'd be doing socially distanced dates and shit like that on Match.com. I see commercials for it. I was like, hey, man, good for you. Like, however you can I don't, get it. I don't think I could do it, bro, but whatever, you know? <laughs> the younger generation, they do a lot of shit that I, that that would be, I because they have to, right? Because we didn't, yeah. I didn't have internet like that when I was a kid. And when I got older, I was like, oh, the internet's a pretty dope place. And now, like, a dating app wasn't. A dating app to me was fucking MySpace back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that's how I that like that's how I met my wife, like through mutual friends and shit like that. So I was yeah. like, all right, but it wasn't specifically for dating. It was just like, oh, friends of friends, we all come together or whatever. But so for them to have that something that specific, I was like, look, if you got that, use it. Like, because yeah, I didn't course. have that. Whatever you, whatever, whatever helps you get there. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. They have new tools. Use them. Use your new tools. Yeah, but if if your employee listens to this, go. Sell your wild oats or live your life and, and do what you need to do. But hey, don't get anybody pregnant. All right. Don't, don't, oh, no, don't absolutely do that. not. <laughs> yeah. Too young like, for that shit. Unless then, you, you know, well, you know what? There are a lot of parents that I know that like they had kids young. I was like, by all means, if that's what you want in life and you're set up for it, cool. But I was like, you got to well, protect yourself. <laughs> you parenting know? is for young people. Parenting is for young people. You I always, I think about that. How, wait, how old were you when you had your, when you had your son? 25, 26. Okay, so he yeah, was, I was very young, very young, but I wanted I was shooting for 25 and then the kid came at 26, so I felt like I was a year late. That's solid though, because you had a plan, yeah, yeah. I had a plan. I was like, Look, 25 plus 15 is 40. I want to be done by 50, just in case, you know, yeah, that's, that'll be a 25 year old man. After, after that, I could just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> You're a 25 year old man, get the fuck out of my house. Simple. <laughs> But, you know, 15 is still a little, you know, he's a baby. I think, I think about that shit, man. Like, honestly, I, 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 there's no turning back now, right? But, like, some of my friends had kids young. And I tell them, I was like, oh, I'm kind of envious of you guys because you had more energy back then. Absolutely. And now they're already, like, in school. They're self-sufficient. You know what I mean? Like, you can, like, they're they're 10 to 13 years old. Like, you put them in front they're of doing the, their own their, thing. Yeah, their Zoom class or whatever. Boom. Like, you're good to go. Like, you just check on them once in a while and they're good. I was right. like, whereas me... I'm turning 40 this year and like my kid still still needs help. My oldest kid, she still needs help going to the bathroom and stuff like that, or just doing shit in general, which is kind of, it's cute, you know, cause she's like, Oh, daddy, daddy. And like, she'll, she'll want to cuddle with me or something when I'm doing work. But like that, I'm, I'm so fucking tired all the time, but then I was able to live my life before. So I was like, what's the better part living your life before you have kids, like your quote unquote life before you have kids or living your life after you have kids. After. And I was like, you're absolutely right. That's it's another like, I perspective. I, I, I don't, I, you know what? I've never even weighed in on that perspective because I disregarded that part. But you're right. You can enjoy a nice chunk of your life, a nice quality of it before doing that. Or you're right. Or you can just enjoy it after. after. Like, but that part, that, that, that part kind of freezes your life, though. Even if you're, even if like you're, like your employee, like you're just saying your employer, like you know where you are in life. That's very important, especially self knowledge, having that when you're a kid. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at 22. The fact that he works for you and makes a good living and has a financial plan, like, dude, you're fucking light years away. That's you're what I was telling him. Uh, that's what I, that's exactly what I told the kid. I go, look, bro, 
it's not even fair to your homies. The 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 shit that you're here, the here, the sh just by you coming into work, and by sitting twenty feet away from me, fucks everything up for the way you your friend your your light years, you're twenty years ahead of your friends because of the way you think now, bro. No, your his friends are trying to figure out how to how to buy a car. He already paid off his car. Yeah, he's, he's fucking checking his credit score once a week. And and he's like, you're, he's, he's like, 22, bro. I was like, you don't like, need to. You know what you bought? You know what you financed? He's, like, you're he's, fine. He's a, yeah, he's stressed out because he doesn't have an 850. I'm like, bro, you're you're so far ahead. It's not even fucking fair to everybody else. That's why. That's when so, Edwin, not the, not, not Edwin the account, but Edwin, like the, the OG has to come and be like, hey, man. That's why I told him because... <laughs> Because it can't just be this. You're not the Terminator, bro. You know, <laughs> you're just a robot. Just, you're like, yeah, robot, bro. Well, you need to thing. have some fun. Yeah. And right now, the kid is young. He's 22 years old. He's, he's, a, he's, he's. You know, he's a good-looking kid. And I go, dude, go enjoy life, bro. Because, you know, later, like right now, you and I both know that every decision we make affects somebody's life. Yeah. And right now, he can make any decision he wants, and it's only gonna fuck his life up. And that's the perfect part time to do shit. That's, you know, I didn't think about it like that. You know, I right now, like anything, that. any decision he makes, who suffers? Just him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to worry about anything right now. He just do. He could just do shit. Yeah. And that's that's, that's true. the beautiful thing about being in that situation. That's true. I I never thought about it that way. I was just like, ah, oh, I think we're just young and stupid and didn't know what we're doing. But the fact that he's got a good head on his shoulders, like, and then, so. I think I talked to you about this in a prior conversation, but one thing that I've been seeing too is like, if you're either immigrants or the kid of or the kid of immigrants and you come to this country or, and, and you're in this country, like there's two separate ways that you go with money and there's almost no in between. You either squirrel all the money away that you can and hang on to it tight and don't do anything with it. Or as soon as you get a little money, you think it's going to get taken away from you because you had it tough and you just fuck it all off. Like just, doing a <laughs> yeah. whole bunch of dumb shit it's, it's now me that was me yeah it was you gotta be able to fuck some money off yeah that, and that's to. the thing the finding the balance because for me like yeah. my mom was always like she was so good with her money but the only thing she ever taught me was just save your money and i was like well save my money for what oh save my money for a car fuck money off on a car save my money for jordan's because i couldn't get them when i was a kid did that rather than take this and get compounding interest blah 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 do whatever like exactly. she didn't Make tell me about that work. part but then at the same time, like I see a lot of my friends, family and stuff like my friends and my family and just they're getting older and they have all this money, but they work themselves to the bone and have no hobbies or no interest in life outside of like grinding and working. I'm just like, if that's your thing, cool. But I still feel like you can't take the money with you. So if you if, if it if your passion is your kids and that's what you're doing it for, more power to you. I'm so happy for you. But the fact that you're literally killing yourself and not not. Like you're probably sending yourself to like an early grave by working this fucking hard. I was like, enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in moderation, everything in moderation. Cause we all talk about that. Like whatever it is that you're into, right? Like, like alcohol, video games, whatever. It's just like, just don't do it to where it ruins, like it runs your life. Like do it like that. So for me, I was just like, just finding that balance. And I think that was why too, it was important to find somebody my age with somewhat of a similar mindset to me where I was just like, all right, well, you understand like, Cause I don't, I don't think anybody who's grown wants to have shit talked to him by somebody who has 
kind of like control over them right because when i come in to see my doctor my doctor's cool as fuck but i don't want her like telling me like hey, you're fucking fat man like like right. knock that shit off right. she'll just be like hey man like look you're a new dad i'm gonna cut you you know i'm gonna cut you some slack but maybe think about just having better eating habits or going to sleep a little bit earlier and then just start from there like she'll like make suggestions or something like that which i think is dope because you know some doctors just like 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 an accountant they just look at you like number like uh, you hear last year you gained ten pounds, like lose that weight. Here's here's the fucking here's the you pay this copay and get the fuck out of my office or whatever. Yep. Like that, like it's just like, dude, you gotta have bedside manner, whether Absolutely. even if you're not a doctor, you know. So when you when I came to you, you're just like, Yeah, you know, it's like you make some purchases here and there that I noticed and you're like, it's a trend, like you like money, you like money for food, you like money for 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 shoes and shit like that, but it wasn't just like you're fucking up do this that right. and the third and i think that you're being younger i think you can actually put it into context which makes it a lot better for a lot of people my age because a lot of the shit that especially being a dude who's like i think men in general hide a lot of their insecurities just by trying to be like super macho and shit like that like i don't need the help this that and third and it's like no i think that when you find somebody that's around your age you can relax a little bit and be like okay this person's doing it so clearly like there's a lane for it, right? Whether it's financial financial freedom or even mental health. You know what I mean? Cause you know how it is, like being the, the son of immigrants, like we don't talk about mental health, right? No, we and don't. The, we don't. And, and the extent of and the extent of financial freedom too. Like like you said, you hit the you hit the lotto kind of with your dad who just told you, like, hey man, you know, like I'm a fucking carpet cleaner, but I'm a carpet cleaner that owns a house. And and like I'm good. So that shit right but there. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it, that plays a big role in confidence building. Yeah. You know what I mean? It builds a lot of confidence when you got your shit together. Yeah. And, and then, you know it. You know it. There was that, a level of shame for a minute. There was a level of shame that I wasn't, but I didn't stop. Right. And for me to actually just straight up admit, like, nah, man, I'm bad with my fucking money. Like, I'm bad with my money. I need help. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. saying that shit like that to me was like the best part. I was like, oh, thank God I found somebody who can relate to me that won't shame me. That's just like, that's, that would be like, hey man, let's just make these suggestions. And it's not like a hard and fast rule. I think that that's one of the things me and P, my wife did. Like we're just like, initially we were trying to set budgets where they're just like, okay, you could take, this is your budget, right? $500 for whatever. Now, if you spend 600, that's okay. But you got to take it from somewhere else, as opposed to just this, just this five hundred. Fuck yeah, that, exactly. nothing more. So I was like, you got to be a little more lenient. Just we don't be, be so realistic. Tough yeah, realistic. You know, if if we're gonna exceed those five hundred bucks, then you got to realize that there's a hundred dollars missing somewhere else now. Yeah, and yeah. that's and now that's the problem because now you have to come up with a hundred dollars more out of your paycheck. Yeah, you know, as even opposed to you stressing yourself out over a hard and fast rule. That, that's the that's the part that people need to put together, which is really hard when you're working your ass off. Yeah. Is hey, you know, I'm gonna start saving some money on some food, but oh shit, we saved. We didn't even eat out this week, so fuck it. I'm over the new, the new retro Jordans. Yeah. And that's the problem, bro. That's the problem that we reward ourselves way too soon, too quickly. Too much. Yeah. And we're not, and 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 the reality is this: it's hey, dude, what are how much money do you think you need to not be able to work at all? Because you will be in, in a situation in 20, 30, in about 20, 25 years from now, because you're almost 40, you'll be, you will be in a situation where you will not have to work. You'll, you won't be working a whole day of your life. Mm-hmm. 
you'll probably spend what you spend today like on that day. Same shit, yeah. And so you'll need 180 or 100 grand or whatever it is that you're used to making. You'll need that money every year coming in anyways. Yeah. Be able to just survive, just live with and on a budget and on a budget, not yeah. bonding out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, so my thing is my, and this might only be specific to my, actually it's probably not specific to my job, but one of the things like an older head told me, he's like, look, man, I'm not telling you, I'm going to not tell you how to spend your money, but I'm gonna tell you this. If you can get out the game of working for somebody else by the time you're 58. And I was like, 58, that's weird. Cause don't people get paid after 59 and a half for their retirement benefits. Otherwise you get taxed. He's like, yeah, cool. But guess what? Like, if you don't make it out by 58, you not you like people in general like nice round numbers. So they're just like, oh, let me just make it at 60. And then you make the 60, you're like, well, you know, looking at my percentage, I make a little bit more. If I stay for two more years, 62, then oh, then 64, then 65. Next thing you know, you spend your whole fucking life at work. And you, you just for that little extra money, it's like, can you do without that money for the extra life? And on top of that, another thing that was, and I feel it now, but even now more than ever, he told me, he's like, dude from 58 to 59 or from 59 to 60, he's like, I don't care how good in fucking shape you are. Cause he's already in his fifties, but he was in his early fifties. He's like, I don't care how good a shape you're in. One year from 58 to 59 is like 10 years physically or five, 10 years physically. He's like, think about that shit. So you want to fucking save your money to go to the Bahamas or whatever. Cool. But guess what? That one year, now you can't do certain things. Now you can't go snorkeling. So now what? You're just going to sit on the fucking beach and do nothing. Like, like what like what's the problem like damn like he blew my mind with that shit i was like fuck and that's when i started putting more money and really started thinking about the future was like damn like i want yeah so maybe that retirement age has to be 55 so you can go snorkeling for years before that changes yeah and even then it's just like yeah even then it's like yeah you're gonna take a hit because you're not that retirement age but that's how the system was built they want you to work forever till you fucking die that's how america wants you to be they want you to work for if you're not wealthy they want you to work forever until you fucking die they want to push it even further bro they want us to retire till we're 71 dude i was like i'm not doing that shit no passive income is the fucking passive income actually speaking of that shit i know there's like obviously like confidentiality laws and shit like that but what is the wildest shit someone's trying to write off to you and you're like nah we can't write that off What's the wildest shit you ever saw or ever heard of? I mean, I have people, I had, you know, the thing is that business owners do crazy shit, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, they, 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 they want to get away with a lot of shit. A lot of small business owners <laughs> and because they work hard for their shit, you know? Yeah. They just want to keep as like much they, as they can. You feel like it's theirs. Like, Hey, I work hard for this. This is mine. Yeah. I want to do whatever I want with it. You know what I mean? And especially if they come from another country where the taxation rules are not as as strict, mm-hmm. stringent here, you, you know, so I have people, I think they create, I mean, I have a, a guy that wanted to buy a house in Mexico and read it off. And I, thought, I, I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, no, that's not going to happen. I have a, I don't know. I mean, the, the craziest thing is most people want to buy stuff outside of the country and and write it off they want to buy property outside and write it off just like unless you have an office there probably can't do that probably can't do it and and your operating costs 
out there and it's just going to be real messy and tricky. So I get a lot of people that want to hide money by buying shit outside of the country. Mm-hmm. And they think that that's how they're going to save money. And they, I end up making them prepay the taxes on everything. I'm like, just in case you get an idea, let's just, how about, okay, if we, if we do buy something for a hundred thousand, you know, the taxes on that is going to be 12 grand. Give me $12,000 and spend your hundred grand on whatever the fuck it is that you're going to buy. Yeah. And let's just give uncle Sam his $12,000. And that's, that's the way I like to approach it to make it safe for them. Cause these people have a lot to lose. And that's what I remind them. I go, Hey, look, do you want to save $12,000? And jeopardize the whole fucking. You're a millionaire. No. no fuck twelve thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Don't be that. Don't be that fucking greedy. Just like, just chill. Oh, no. First of all, I, shout out to those business owners that are trying to buy shit overseas or out of the country and think that they can get away with it. Because I'm so fucking scared of the government. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to get in trouble with the tax man. I got trouble. I got in trouble with taxes once, where, and it wasn't even that bad. It's just that. <laughs> <laughs> this is some funny shit. It wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny shit now. So my, I like when I started working, like full time after I graduated college, or I think I was maybe already in college. My mom was just like, "Oh, well, you know, just go to my tax guy because we live together. He'll just do a, you know, group rate." I was like, "All right, bet." So like, that's cool. She never told me that she claimed me as the depend as a dependent. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool, blah, blah, blah. She's like, she's just like, I sent that, you know, I sent the guy, you know, and again, this goes back to the guy just being like, your number, give me this, give me these numbers, I'll tell you how much you owe, blah, blah, blah. You're just trying to get your mom the biggest refund, probably. Yeah, so he did. So so I was just like, <laughs> this, this shit played out like fucking Friday, like the movie Friday. But then you couldn't claim yourself. No. That part. So she she i give i give the paperwork to my mom you know my wts or whatever she comes back she's like all right here i was like all right like cool i was like she's i was like how much money are we getting back she's like what you mean we and i was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when d stole that money he was he was just yeah. like he's like i got she's like we got about 500 dollars. i got about 500 dollars. i was like I Damn, about 500 bucks. For real mom like, she she got whatever return she got and they and then she stuck me with a tab i had to pay like 900 dollars in taxes right right to me at the time i was just like it's like fucking joe exotic like i'm never gonna financially recover from this like i did and, then the, and that's the shit too like my mom she never asked me how much i made and she's just like and this is actually a good thing right she she never asked me how much i made she just knew that i worked like essentially full-time and at the time i was making like maybe twenty five thousand dollars. so i was helping her with bills and like all the food for the house and then she's like oh you're making like 25 grand huh she's like guess what can pay rent now and i was just like and I, and I was like here's the thing like for me i was just like fuck fine right now i'm in your house you know like you're paying like i'm helping you pay the bills but you think i should pay more which is cool but then that on the other side i was just like fuck that i don't want to live by your rules and also yeah. pay you rent. like it's it's, yeah, it's that's, the spoiled that's... ass the spoiled ass kid of me was just like no fuck that and then literally within two months i moved out i was like nah fuck that i moved in with some paisa out in fucking Reseda out of the valley and it was it was ah. great it was the best decision i ever made because that's like that's around that time is when i met my yeah it was freedom and that's how essentially because of i mean whatever chain of events happened like that's how i ended up meeting my wife so i was like for me it was fucking perfect but was, at the time was I was, at the time i was just like you see the meme where like it be your own people sometimes so i was like that's the shit that happened to me i was like damn why are you sticking me with the taxes she's like well you're the big spender and that's the shit like every single time every single my mom would my mom asian moms are fucking perfect they're so good at shaming you about anything and everything 
So moms are like that in dude, general, dude. Moms are tough, bro. I would fucking I would just my mom would be like, save money, save money, save money. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I was like, all right. So I would save money on occasion. And then I would just buy some sneakers or something like that, or like a nice polo or something like that. Then my mom would look, let be like, oh, you got a nice polo. You got some nice shoes. Well, guess what? You're getting me some now. I was like, you just told me to save money, mom. What the fuck? Are you just like, like where's the parody here? Like, what the fuck right, is going right. on? Since you're spending it, I'll just give it to me. <laughs> It was a cold game, but I was like, I respect, I respected it because she just said it to my face. She's like, "No, nah, I'm taking this," and what? Yeah. I'm like, "Well, okay, you got it, you got it." But that's the that's the shit that like, you know, it hit me probably maybe not too late, but it hit me like later on where it's like I really need to be better about my money, but also just realizing the tendencies that I have, right? Because I even before we went into business together, I already was like, I spent too much money on sneakers, I spent too much money on boot like that's and then i'm essentially i was essentially drowning in debt because like you said i'm not yeah i'm not about to disclose it but like make pretty good money but the debt the incurred debt that we had fuck man like just the credit cards and like and like the not even we had a lease that was like now it seems like light work right because i think the lease is like 275 or something like that i was like that's not yeah but all that it's not bad for for your for the for the what's coming in you know what's coming in and i had i mean it, it, to me, it's very simple, but I forget that I'm dealing with human beings sometimes. We're all you know? complicated, and, 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 and that it's very complicated. You know, I have a neighbor in Bell right now. She They own a mattress store. And this lady comes up to me. She's like, hey, you know, I make six figures, you know, and I need your help with taxes. I go, well, what's the problem? I want exempt the whole year. And I'm, and I'm like, well, shit, but you made six figures. So what's the problem? Yeah. Oh, I'm broke. I need a refund. And then my that's when my that's <laughs> when my I, exact that's when I check out. Yeah. You know, and I and I because of because I don't have the patience that I had when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Now I just don't even and sometimes and it depends because at least I still need a I still need to work on that. At that point, I, I you know there's not no, there's nothing I can do. There's, there's a lot of damage control there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and to me, it's like, fuck, do I even want to work with someone that doesn't give a fuck? Like, that actually thinks that way, that there's no repercussions. Yeah, that she doesn't give a fuck. It's, She's it's, like, after all this shit, I still need you to just bail me out. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know. You know, if I was Batman, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to rescue this nigga, you know? Like, <laughs> I already, you know, I don't know, bro. I already told him not to jump. You know, he's jumping again. Here he goes jumping again, you know. <laughs> and so I'm not to be that Batman, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's shit, too. It's just like, yo, it's like you're a lawyer. And then someone's just like, yo, I just shot somebody in front of witnesses. How do I unshoot them? It's like, that's no. It's done. Hey, like, like Dave Chappelle said, you know, with R. Kelly, you know. And it's like, hey, you gotta give me lawyers something to work with, you know? <laughs> like, you fucking filmed it, you dipshit. Like, what the fuck are you do? Keep it you low, know? man. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 fucking hilarious. It's you it's hilarious. The thing is, just like, if you make money, but you go exempt, you have to know your Uncle Sam's coming back, and he's gonna fuck your shit up. He's gonna come it's with a couple W-2. of his boys. Yeah, it's a W two. She worked at you know at a big company, and so. But why? Like, why like, like here's the thing. I went exempt a couple times, like when I got so like where I where I work, like you'll get money back at the end of the year if you don't use all your accumulated time. 
and I, I think I told you this too. And I was just like, all right, well, I'll go up for that so I could like maximize the amount I'll get like back. Like a bonus, right? Yeah, like a bonus. Right. But I had to make sure it wasn't going to affect my bottom line because right. I'm still within the little, you know, within the same tax bracket. But if it's something right. that would bump me up, then you're like, whoa, 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 don't do that. Like, don't do that. But at least check on that. You go the whole fucking year the exempt? Whole year, bro, exempt. Now she needs to be bailed out. And I go, you know, it, this took a year to create this problem of you just every week you think it's going to take a week to fix it yeah yeah exactly and so i mean i'm probably going to give her the news you know hey you owe twenty thousand bucks or something yeah instead of hey you're going to get a five thousand dollar refund did you tell her so you haven't told her yet that she wasn't she's not getting shit back i just checked out because of the way her attitude was i was like dude you you already made six figures you did okay what's the problem but yeah then I, I forget that people buy good food. They she they just started a business. Who knows how they invested? Maybe they bought equipment. They make mattresses. They, they maybe they have some really hardcore machine that makes the shit. I don't know, but what I do know is that they spend all that shit already. Yeah. And they want more now. Yeah. And and you know and and I, they want me to figure that out. <laughs> I just I, the thing is like if you. I never fault people for investing in something and going in the hole for it, right? And in the limited financial knowledge that I have, it was like if you if you took a calculated risk and it didn't pan out and you're in the hole, I get it. Dude, this lady literally went the whole fucking year not paying any taxes and saying, now I want a refund. This is like, you got to have the self-awareness, especially if you're making good money. You're like, if you're making nothing, if you're making like $12,000 a year, they're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I don't have to pay taxes yeah, exactly. or something like that. Oh, okay, cool. But it's like, no, you make six figures other people, other places in the world, they'll think you're rich. Of Uncle course. Sam thinks you're making a good amount of money. How in what fucking in what world is it okay for you to go 365 days without paying any taxes whatsoever, Anything. and then saying that you want some money back? Like you better. Yeah. What me personally, what I would say, I would say you need to do some hood shit and start claiming kids that ain't yours. <laughs> but that's super fucking illegal. That's <laughs> like come on, do good that. Shit. You know, good luck, and then. Most of these people have, when they, they have that income, they have something to lose. So that's what I, that's what I remind them. I that, know, that's, you, you have dude. something to lose. Just fess up, pay your, pay for your, for your mistakes and let's move on. Let's, let's limit the losses or limit the limit, whatever you're exposed to, to what it is. And that's it. That's not. That's the scary shit to me too, man. Like, like having something to lose now. Because, you know, even going back to our youth, like, we are only responsible for ourselves for the most part, right? Unless you did something really fucking stupid, then that's on you and somebody else. But, like, now I'm, like, taking these risks or whatever, like, even starting my own business or even, like, you know, doing the podcast costs nothing. You know, like, I'm, like, a couple hundred dollars to start up or something like that and for me it's more so just like look the people that i fuck with i want to get word all the shit that they're doing i want to get it out into the world and help them and stuff like that so for me like this is not something that i plan on doing for a lot of financial gain right but a lot of other people like are doing stuff like that and and sinking so much money into it i'm like who do you have around you that will give you the because i'll tell people I keep it like a hundred, like I keep it a hundred percent with people. I was like, look, if I know that they're kind of sensitive or it's a sensitive subject, I'll tell them, what do you want from me? Do you want me to cheer you up or do you want me to tell you the truth? 
it's one of the two things i can't do both at once because you fucked up so it's like it's okay we'll recover or you fucked up this is what you need to change about it like people just need to be more and you know at the at the at the risk of sounding like preaching i'm just like just self-awareness is so key no, you need okay. to make sure that they understand that they fucked it all up, but in a way that doesn't make them feel like they fucked up. Yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was like, man, this motherfucker's wasting my time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd rather just be smoking a cigarette or something than yeah. listening to this motherfucker talk about bullshit. Yeah. But then I thought, I go, well, that's a common problem. It's a com- that's, we all make that mistake. You help her, so, you can help a lot of other people that are probably aren't as annoying. Too. Absolutely. Like trying to figure so, it out. It, it's a, it's, it's, I think what it is, it's not her specifically. It's, I hear this shit so many times now that that is the part that annoys me already. Yeah. And it, and it's not, it's, it's that situation is so common, bro. It's a common problem. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, another one. Another one. You know, and, <laughs> did you kill it? <laughs> yeah, bro, another one. You know, and, <laughs> And that's, that is the reason why I'm like, oh, shit, you know, this is something serious. And I'm going to have to tell her, like, hey, like, you fucked up. But it's something that we can fix. Right. Because we have to fix your fuck up. And, and I have to do it in a way where she takes it seriously. Because if I just fix it, she's going to want me to bail her out every single time she fucks up. And I want her to not fuck up so I don't have to bail her Teach out. Teach her how to fish so she can feed herself for a lifetime. Exactly. That's fair, man. I mean... At, it, at the very least, cast your own line. Yeah. You know, so I can fish myself. I don't yeah. have to worry about, oh, this fool doesn't know how to do some knot. Yeah. You know? And so, at least the basics, you know? So that that way, I can help you with something more technical. Yeah. And, something that actually... Makes more sense. Yeah. No, that makes sense, man. I mean, and the the thing, one of the last things I want to talk to you too is about like just, you know, segueing that shit into just teaching people so they don't need. I love the narrative or I love the the story of that, right? Because I think I just talked to you about that too. I was like, I keep it funky with people who give me any sort of advice, right? So whether it's a therapist, whether it's a doctor, whether it's whatever, I was like, my goal is to see you less. That's just what, like, I'm not. I like you, but my goal is to see you less. And your thing now is that you have, you just started a, a, a nonprofit to help teach financial literacy in, in underserved communities. So, and I, I think, you know, you touched on that a little bit where you're talking about like going back to your neighborhood in, in HP where you're like, well, shit, if this fool's going to fucking throw shit at everywhere, it's like, fine, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. And like, how do you find, like, it's not that you're greedy or anything like that, but it's just like, so you get on one hand, it's like, this is what you do for a living. But on the other hand, it's kind of like some people kind of see it as you're giving away the secret sauce in terms of teaching financial literacy. Like at what point are you just like, well, fuck it. I want to do it anyway. Is it, I mean, was it more so the love of, of your community or was it just that you've seen this shit so many times that it gets just annoying. You're like, I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. Let me just teach these fuckers how to do it. Well, I've realized that there's, <clears throat> there's, there's so much, there's so much value and there's so many angles to it that if I were to educate for free, there would still be a need for me. And it, it doesn't have to be, and that's the, that's the thing that a, a lot of, where a lot of business owners fail to, and, and the, the successful ones, that's where, that's the difference. 
were they able to understand, look, I don't have to do this. I'm so good at it now that people and only specific type of people are going to ask me for this product and I'm only going to provide it to those people at a price. The rest of it is free because I can afford to do that. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's a, I think that's a, a level in your career as a business owner that you eventually get to if you perfect your product and your art. And, you know, like, yeah, like I, sometimes I do taxes for free. Sometimes I have clients come in and they're financially, they're ruined. They're, they're struggling to survive. I, I had a, I had a, I had an advance one of my clients because he couldn't pay his rent and he didn't get his stimulus money. Damn. So I felt bad and I just advanced them the 600 bucks. And I, and I'm not thinking how to recover those 600 bucks. I don't give a fuck about $600, but I realize that he does, you know, and if I can help him out, why not? You know, for some weird reason, for some weird reason, the universe makes up for it anyways. Yeah, it all comes back around. It comes back in other ways, dude. You help somebody out that's in that's in need that needs to pay the rent that needs whatever for whatever reason you 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 help them out and you tend you tend to be more stable it, it yeah. attracts stability yeah it attracts it it brings it brings it and it funnels it in your direction because it knows that you can handle it and that you can spread it you know so you're you're attracting a good vibe and you're spreading a good vibe and that's what makes us happy bro you know, and that's the that's the happiness part because you know. it makes it makes sense so 2020 even so even before then i think you're totally right about if you've perfected your craft it's like someone's still gonna need the services and you're so good at it you're just gonna draw the right crowd anyway because i think that there's a like dude our plumber like our like when we bought our home it was it was used as just like a home to either to either flip or just for to have to short-term rent to people and then just you know do whatever so a lot of the plumbing was fucked up this like we went through like four different plumbers and you know i don't fault small business owners for that because i don't know what it's like to be a small business owner but like rather than teaching preventative maintenance they're just like fix it leave fix it leave fix it leave right but then the plumber that we got that like i fucking love this dude like i'm not even i'm not even kidding this dude was just like this is fucked up this is fucked up this is fucked up and i was just like all right he's like i'm gonna give you you know flat fee to fix this it's like okay cool whatever i thought it was gonna be the same thing he goes he finds something else that's fucked up and he's just like look it's gonna cost more money but i'm gonna do it anyway because i'm a man of my word i was like oh bet like cool and then on top of that, he's just like, this is what was fucked about it specifically. This is how they messed it up. He's like, this is how you can do preventative maintenance so you don't have to call me so often. And ever since then, anytime we needed something like renovations or anything like that, or if we need anything like that, I just I immediately call him because I know he's going to be fair. So just having that knowledge that like you are actually, because you know the sales pitch, you hear all the time, oh, let me help you out. But it, when you really see it in action, I think that says a lot about people's characters. You know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. He'd have so to that say guy, that, shit. He, that guy, that guy lost what? Nothing. He, yeah. He invested a little bit more time in you, yeah. in your house, and he, as an expert, he saw that there was a need for his professional advice, and he decided to use his professional advice to benefit you, and as a reward, he got he has a secure client. You know what uh-huh. I mean? 
And it's, that's somebody who's perfected their art. And it's, it's fucking, it's awesome that, that there are people like, it's, it's a rarity, I think. But I think, it's unfortunately. Be, unfortunately, it's becoming more of a rar- rarity now. Unfortunately, the honesty and, and because you take a big loss as an owner, you know, yeah. there's, that's probably why I'm not a, a multimillionaire because I advance people money. And sometimes they don't pay it back. But sometimes you have your integrity. The, the yeah, integrity. And it does and come then, back. It comes back and it just takes a little bit longer. But I'm willing to wait as long as it's yeah. clean. You know like, what I mean? And the, the thing is that I was, I was a fucking asshole about my money in some cases. I'm not even going to lie about that shit because I, I was talking to my boy OJ and he was just like, he was telling me about when the pandemic started, he's like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm starting to use Uber Eats and stuff like that. I'm just want to be really careful. And I was like, all right, cool. And he's just like, yeah, you know, like it's a little extra to, to pay for the delivery service and to tip the driver. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, puppy breaks. You tip the fucking driver? And he's just like, yeah, you don't. I'm like, fuck no, I don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's just like, dude, like it's a shit job. Like, and I was like, I'm going to, I was like, here's the thing. What am I exactly for? So to me, the asshole Asian in me was just like, so what am I actually tipping for? You did your job just like you extra deli- you delivered my groceries or whatever extra good so i'm gonna tip you for that oh fuck that you just delivered my shit it's just like hey someone who gets paid to drive a bus are you gonna tip a bus driver no because they just you can't drive a bus extra good like you can be careful but how do how do i know that you were careful i'm not gonna tip you for the for the maybe get the fuck out of here with that and he's like dude you're a fucking asshole i was like you know what now that i've gone through the pandemic and saying seeing that like i've remained gainfully employed and that my wife has remained gainfully employed. I was just like, you know what? He's 100% right. It is a shit job. A lot of the times, this is the last stop for people who have a car before whatever else they have to do. And I was just like, and then I, and then, you know, even with the pandemic, you see how bad these big companies are fucking over their people. Just like we were talking about before, where there's like, oh, you're, people got laid off. Wherever, wherever you work, if you work for somebody, they want to work you, unless you work for really good like employers, they're going to work you until you fucking die. And they'll plug somebody else in because your work is just like, it's plug and play. It and I was like, done. yeah. And so then for, they're always going to justify it by saying that they paid you fairly. Yeah. And no, you're like, did you though? Yeah. You're like, did right. you though? Because now, you not. know, I don't have my health anymore because I worked overtime because you killed me to this, that, and third. So it's like the self-care aspect, the self... Just being self-aware, like, damn, I was a fucking asshole about that shit. I need to pay a little extra money because to me, it costs now. It's just like, uh, thankfully, we're in a place where it's like, I don't have to fuss over a tip for something that I think is frivolous. If I'm paying this risk, then I should do it, right? Unless they they did some shit like they fucking... So so, (laughs) we got food delivery earlier, and I need to ask wifey about this, but the fucking... The, the whole bag smelled like a blunt. I'm like, yo, what did you just blow the smoke in the fucking bag or what? Outside of, outside, shameless, of that, bro, shameless. Yeah. outside of that though it's just like yeah i'm gonna fucking tip because i you know none of these not like maybe 98 percent of these people aren't driving nice cars right and some of them and this breaks my heart dude because i fucking and this is what really turned the tide for me internally was bro. a lady like she was pulling up and i like for me you know especially during the pandemic i was just leave the food at the door 
And then she was just like, oh, I can't leave the fruit of the door. I was like, the fuck? And then I think she messaged him was just like, well, I got I have my kid in the car with me. And I was like, fuck. So I went outside. I was just like, I just took it from her. I was like, all right, cool. And like tipped a little extra, but I was like, the conditions yeah, of people are trying to survive now. So the profession, I was like, the profession, whatever I think about it is irrelevant. I have to think about the human aspect of yeah, it, which is being, why yeah. I really appreciated that, that you were just like, no, I want to start my own thing and give away essentially the secret sauce, so to speak, because I don't, you know, whether you, I don't like dealing with it or just like, it's fucked up that people are living like this, that I, in my you community, know, bro, there's a big need for what I do. And for sure. I would hate for me to be an old man one day and look back and realize that I didn't have my community at all. Yeah. I would be ashamed of that. Black and brown communities need the help, you know, and then you see a lot of people make it and not come back and they're like that's kind of fucked up or they whatever it is whatever it is the the vision of successes or you'll see them only come through on christmas and give away like turkeys or whatever or hams and it's just like dude like these people have a need year round but every day rather than every just day. do that you know like these ball players or whoever like investing in the actual community is dope because i and i that's the thing like i'm not a fucking huge lebron fan but the shit that he was doing with the schools like the yeah, i promise and stuff like that i was like holy yeah. sh-, like that shot him up to like the top of my list because i think he's going to be the biggest like in terms of like social change or like instituting change in his communities or in communities he's going to be number one like probably for a long ass time and the fact that he's even doing this shit because he's at charter academies. he's fucking and and that's that's a weapon bro if you think about it the reason why I'm chilling here in a, on a desk, I, I I look at numbers for a living is because of my level of education. Yeah. And yeah. without my level of education, I wouldn't be able to, I would have to work, like physically work for a living. Yeah. And 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 then so I have friends that tell me sometimes, I'm like, shit, dude, what what we don't we didn't we don't work for a living. I go, we work, we just work with our brain. No. Because we're educated, and how lucky, how 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 fortunate—not lucky, because fuck luck—but how fortunate are we that we're able to do that when other people can't do that? There's, I no. have friends from high school that that work at, in the union. They're electricians, they're framers, they're welders, they're carpenters. They get paid well, but dude, they gotta wake up at four in the morning, slap on some boots, go to the 80th floor of some fucking high rise. And really, really produce something that day. And I don't. I just got to make coffee, make sure that it changes the temperature in the room, whatever temperature I like. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I focus. And that's, that's, we're fortunate. And, and if we don't spread that as a, as a, it's our responsibility to at least make people aware that these things can be done. Right. I mean, I, I grew up in an environment where I used to think an accountant was already rich or a doctor was already rich yeah. or that, or like you said earlier, not, not to, not to throw race in there, but I used to think all white people were born rich too. And it wasn't until I started, I started going to the university that I realized, oh shit, there's white people that work super hard for what they have yeah. that also started from nothing because their parents didn't give them anything. Or their parents never bought a house, and they, they now they're the first ones, and that that's just like me. So, you know what I mean? There might be some systemic differences, but for the most part, they 
they did everything themselves. I have a friend that came, came from Ohio and his parents are country folks. Hmm. They didn't teach him how to use a credit card either. So, you know, he struggled, but now he's a homeowner and he's the very first one. It's, you know, and, and, and he's white, you know, and I thought, I used to think that that didn't exist. And I realized, oh shit, it does, you know? Yeah. Cause I, and, I I'm not even going to front dude. I like, I do clown on white people in general, but the thing is for me is like people. Some of them have an, a huge advantage. Yeah. I think huge. being, being white is already an advantage, right? But that's what you do, advantage. what you do with the advantage and how hard you work, that's separate. That's right? separate. That's separate. separate. So when I see the, cause, and I think that's the thing that kind of, and I was talking to one of my boys about this before. I think, I think that's the thing that offends white people that they think that when we're pointing the finger, it's just like, oh, you don't work hard. You just have everything you got, whatever. I was like, no, they, some, a lot of them busted their fucking ass to get where they're at. It's, and then my wife put it perfectly. She's just like, she's just like, no one's talking about that. It's not, it's, I forgot how to say it. She said it so fucking well, but it's just like, the color of their skin didn't get them to where they are or it's fuck. I forgot what it was, but she basically is just like our, the color of our skin held us back. The color of their skin did not hold them back. Absolutely. But you that's take a, the, that's the systemic but, advantage, but right all now. the, but the effort with that, like, we're not even talking about effort. That's just right. the core of it. And if we, if we tell people that, or we just let them know, like, Hey, this is what it is. I think they'd be less offended. They'd be like, Oh, you're fucking, there's everything that's wrong in the world. Is Cause he was just like, no, like you understand that, that like, just so long as you understand that it's privilege, we're not talking about what you do with it. We're talking about the actual, just being, having that advantage. Oh, it's, it's, real. Like it's, it's definitely in, 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 in where we're, we're in the environment we're in and where we're from. It's definitely, there's definitely Dude, a system. And for racism. me, man. And like, cause yeah. I, I understand like the model minority stereotype and stuff like that. We don't cause trouble. We're good at math. We're good with money, whatever. Like I'm none of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it, the stereotype is there where I'm like, okay, like white people here and like, and like Asians are like one step below that. And then you have a black and brown people who are like technically at the bottom of the, of the, yeah. line. it was like, that was an advantage for me too, that I wasn't going to so- be a troublemaker. And and so because of things like that is the reason why I'm giving my shit away for free. Because I don't think that at the bottom. You shouldn't. Because that's just how other people are. I feel like I'm at the top. When I look at my kid, I don't see the disadvantages anymore. I don't see my kid goes to a Catholic school, you know, with with fucking name on his shirt. So there there is no disadvantage. He'll be able to mingle with certain people that were, that have advantages, and he needs to take advantage of that situation if yeah. he wants to progress. If not, then he's just gonna it's it's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to go to that next level. Yeah. But it, but you know it's the system that we live in. It's a generational thing, and I think your kid and my kid are gonna they're not gonna suffer from the things that we did. And then imagine our grandkids, bro. Yeah. And, that's and the hope right like they'll all have houses and shit like that i was like i'm so thankful that that we own a property yeah rental properties exactly and these kids are going to grow up with these rental properties if they know how to manage them and they know how to you know how to how to use them to their full advantage then what is going to be the disadvantage it's basically yeah. the you and and what like twenty years or something like that? You're gonna see the the Barahona Empire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gonna see it, gonna be like, well, what's the difference between the Barahonas and the Fords? You know what I mean? And yeah. then if if and then and then what if my kid pushes it even further, where he might get to that level? 
where it could be some kind of like empire, real empire. Yeah, generational you know? wealth. That's how it starts. Just like, all right, get, buy a home, pass it on to your kids, make sure they know what they do with their money with the financial, you know, the the being uh, financially literate. So it's like... Not just giving them money, but making them exactly. aware of how these tools work. Dude, there's a fucking, there's an app or like a card that you can give kids now. I forgot what it was called, but like... It'll actually give them a spending report and it'll tell you when they when they spent money. So it's like they really? have their own bank account and there's like a credit card or not a credit card, a debit card attached to it. It's like this is yours, but it's attached to my account. So basically, every if they say like say I want to give Kennedy like twenty bucks a week or something like that when she gets older, cool. It gets put in account. You do whatever you want, and they'll like. I think the app also has like tips to the for the kids on how to use it properly. And then if they make a purchase past a certain dollar amount that I set or that you set. They'll tell you like, "Hey, your kid spent this much on on such and such." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Imagine if we had that as kids." Like, we, uh, I, me personally, I would have been way better off as a child because well, I didn't know. And that's gonna that's gonna be the difference. Yeah, it's gonna be those ten years of of time. You know, our kids are not gonna deal with that shit. The technology oh. is is helping immensely, man. And like, not the, and that's a tool, but the information that you're going to be handing down to your kid yeah. is going to be of invaluable. It's going to, yeah. it's just not going to, it's, it's, that's going to build the empire. That's like in 15 years. I'd be like, you're going to go take, you're going to go take uncle Edwin's class. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, take care of that and shit. in the, in my car, he always has cash. He always carries cash and I don't usually carry cash, but my kid does because my kid likes to buy a lot of shit. So he usually has been between 40 bucks and 80 bucks. And he probably still has like some of it in there because I always tell him, look, dude, if you got 40 bucks, burn five, give away five, buy yourself something nice for 10 bucks and, and leave 20 right there for later. And you might find some nice shit later on. You got 20 right there to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and he's str- so it's taking him almost a year to spend 40 bucks. Damn, for real! Holy yeah, shit! Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and 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 he knows he's got those forty bucks. Whenever sometimes we go to a liquor store, he'll buy a bag of chips, two bucks, you know. And those are the things, dude. That as an adult, he's already gonna have a huge advantage, bro. Because yeah. he's because these these habits he's creating, he's creating them when he's fucking ten years old, bro. Yeah, I'm trying you to know? start that now, dude. We're like a. A piggy bank. I tell like Kennedy, I'm like, you look, every time you're good, I'm gonna give you this coin. You put the coin in here. I was like, but you can't use the coin till later. But you'll have the coin and you'll have the piggy bank. You just can't do anything else. Like she doesn't understand the concept. Like I most of the things I honestly I feel like kids are smart, so I don't know what she retains, but I just try to talk to her like an adult about certain things or about right. most things. And she probably just looks at me like dad's a fucking idiot. And like I don't understand what he's saying or whatever. But then How old is she, she? She's, three? she's three. Yeah, she just yeah, turned three, yeah, three a couple is, months ago. Three I have a three year old too, my, my three year old daughter. And yeah, right now she's she, my daughter just wants to dance. Yeah, same with Kennedy, man. She wants yeah. to go crazy. But for me, I'm like, all right, you know, like, it's it's cool, like, that she want to do these things. But I was like, I think patience is the big thing, the big thing I'm trying to teach her now. It's like, okay, you have to wait because she's just so used to getting her way that she's like, daddy, I want this, daddy, I want that, daddy, I want this. And I just tell her, like, sometimes I just snap at her. I'm like, hey, you'll get it when you fucking get it. Like, yeah. shit, like, daddy's different. Like, you got you to gotta wait. But then that's also on me because I think – especially during the pandemic, it was just easier for us to give her shit to kind of shut her up so we can work. 
but now it's just like you have to like so now when i get mad like she'll see it in my face and she'll pout and i'll talk to her later and be like look i'm sorry i acted like that but you gotta understand just because you say please doesn't mean you're gonna get it just because you want something and i give it to you initially doesn't mean you're gonna get it later so she's kind of understanding that now I, th- I feel like so setting that example of just thinking that your kids know is like really big to me. So now she understands the con. She kind of understands the concept of, she knows the concept of bartering. So if I have something, like that's how we get through. Like that's how we get through the day. Sometimes I'm just like, look, man, I need you to turn off your fucking iPad so we can go, so I can give you this bath. And she's like, no. I was like, well, look, if you don't get a bath today, you can't go to school tomorrow. Then it's just like, oh, or like if you if you don't, you know, if you you can't you can't do such and such, you can't go on the scooter because it'll be too dirty or whatever like she's like oh she'll kind of understand like okay or i'll like i mean i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'll bribe her i'm like oh shit you want some like some of these these gummies or whatever like these little gummy snacks or she's like yeah i was like well you gotta fucking help clean or you gotta you know we gotta take this bath first or whatever right right she's like okay cool i was like just knowing that rather than like okay shut up shut up shut up shut up up." and then just giving it to her like that's i'm hoping that's just the big difference now and then it's bargaining bro yeah, finessing that to like, all right, now you got to bargain with yourself because I'm not going to be there. So bargain with yourself with this money like you do with your son. Okay, this 20, if I put it in the bank, it'll be like 22 or 23 in a year or something like that. And then after that 20, it'll be more because I already have extra money in there. So the compounding interest and shit like that. Because I didn't know about compounding. I knew about interest, but compounding interest and how much you can make it work for you. I didn't know about that. She tells a grown-ass man. I was like, if I tell her to teach her that shit young, like, pfft. Yeah, they'll kill the game, bro. Yeah, kill she's gonna she's gonna look at me and be like, "My dad's a fucking broke boy. Like, what the fuck is this fool doing in here? This like, what am I doing in this house living with him? Like, let me go buy my own. Like, that's that's the hope for me. Like, just beyond being financially literate, also a big thing for me. I'm sure you can relate to this on this in, in, in a, on a certain level too, because I, I don't want her to be entitled because of where she is in life. And my well, wife, that's that's gonna be the challenge because they're going to benefit from all your hard work and success yeah. and their lifestyle is going to exude that. I mean, they're, anything you buy dope, they're going to use it. Yeah. She got, she got baby Jordans and she's, she's flossing them. So when, yeah. when she wants to, and but, it's your, her life. So imagine her, her life is going to be all nothing but success because she, because she's going to reap all the benefits of your hard yeah. work. So then I guess our job is going to be to remind them that it's not their shit humility and be like hey man hey, this, this can all go shit. away yeah this is my house this is my car this is my jacuzzi this is my pool this is my life yeah, you just live this here. is my computer <laughs> yeah. this is my car you know yeah like, go yeah. get your own shit yeah I, you know? I, and, and that's gonna be in the nicest way possible because we because my daughter's my princess yeah you know i'm gonna do it in the nicest way possible like hey you're a princess go build your own fucking castle <laughs> Yeah, it makes i mean just having that like the the privilege like because they're gonna have like our kids are gonna have the privilege right hopefully right everything goes the way it should or even with our hard work like you can see gonna... it you can see it in in your kids their expectations of of just physical physical expectations are higher yeah you know and their it... their norms are higher of everything and so i mean you could compare you go compare Go back to the hood and compare one of those kids to your ten-year-old. That's exactly that's exactly what wifey told me because she's like, look, she's like, will she be 
spoiled yes i can't help that our kids are going to be spoiled they'll have shit that we never had as kids especially especially p like she don't like she did she grew up like less than nothing you know and then she she made it you know like the old how oh, she made it out the hood and shit like that and she's like look we're not going to be too far separated from folks who don't have it as good as us that 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 our family that our friends or whatever, we're still going to visit people. Like we're still going to visit friends and family in the hood, shit like that, that don't have it as good as us, or they're still living in apartments or whatever. And that letting her know these people are just like us. Something that just worked for us. Or we try to, you know, something just worked for us and didn't work for them. Like we're going to be close to the people who still don't have it as good as us. And I think that'll be humbling to her. Cause for me, I wanted to. You're going to try your best until you don't like something you hear until the mindset is a little not, not the way you want your kid to have like me that's why i put my kid in a catholic school it wasn't because wasn't it the 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 what bothered me was the environment of the public school setting mm. great school but it it's free and when it and when it's free there's gonna be some people that care and have discipline and they're gonna do great and there's going to be some people that are not going to give a shit at all. They're just there because they have to be or because their parents are making them. And then if, and then I saw my kid hanging out with a kid that was doing good. But then his other homie was like some straight hillbilly looking ass kid, <laughs> you know. And then I saw his mom. His mom was like a straight stripper. And she would park in the middle of the street and like five kids would jump out of the car. One of those kids was my fr- my kid's friend. And, I, and it reminded me of my neighborhood where I grew up. I was like, how the fuck is this happening? I moved far away from where I live and the shit's following me. I need to put, I need to create another layer, uh, another barrier because yeah, yeah. I don't like the mentality. I don't like the, the environment. I don't like the attitude. And that's why I moved them. I moved them to where I felt like I wasn't the shark anymore. Instead, I became the Nemo. Because then you see the average the average vehicles of Tesla. There's mm-hmm. who's showing up in Lamborghinis, bro. And, it, you know, and then I'm like, all right. So this guy just drives a Lambo on a Tuesday. All right. That's probably a different type of mentality and environment. That's an interesting way to put it, man. Like, I had, damn. And you just fucked me up with that shit. Cause so I'm, then at that point... You know, you you gotta I you outweigh your options, and I don't like I don't go to the hood and hang out with my friends because sometimes I don't like what they talk about, the energy, mm-hmm. and and I mean I'm there, but I'm I don't hang out with them because I'll be a Debbie Downer. I'll be a Debbie Downer. I'll be like, hey, stop fucking around. You know, go fix your car, bro, or go. Dig, you bought rims? Who the fuck cares about rims? And then you know, I'm gonna be the Debbie Downer, bro. You know, these people wanna they they want to talk about the, the brand new 40s they just bought and shit. And I don't have time. Yeah, you know, and and that's that's why I moved my kid. I go, you know what? Yes, you if your kid isn't exposed to all these other challenges, he might become more sharky and but does he even need all those tools? Not if he's not in that environment anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what true. if he doesn't? What if he never works in Bell, bro? And now he's like, oh, my dad has an office over there, but fuck, I'm not gonna go over there. <laughs> and, you know, I moved away <laughs> from that. Sends, <laughs> he's gonna yeah, be like, like yeah. 
And then what if he just sends one of his assistants instead, or he just sends an email instead? He goes, oh, I don't want to go over there. It's too far. Yeah. And he could do that. He'll have the you know, privilege like, to be able to do that. I won't blame him. I'll be like, yeah. well, shit, I don't blame you, bro. <laughs> oh, you'll be putting up with this shit. I grew up in it. I put up with it because that's, that's what I am. But he's not that. Yeah. You know, and what can we do about that? I, I think about it and I go, well, fuck. I, to a certain extent, yeah, his, his mentality is not going to be open to all those other things because he's not being exposed to them. You know? But do we want to expose them to it too? Is the thing I think I think we have to to a certain yeah. extent because it's real shit that's out there. But I don't think they have to love it and breathe and eat it and shit it out. You know, they just have to know that it's there. Be like, oh, okay, I they don't just want have that. To know that it's a, they have to they have to respect it, and that's and they have to be and know that that there's poor people here and we have to help them. Yeah, and and, and it's a mentality, bro. It's not money. It's a men, it's a poor mental state. You know, and we need to we need to address that. That's that's the shit that that's the reason why I didn't want to put our kids in a private school because I feel like damn they're gonna be like those fucking spoiled ass kids too. But then like to your point, you're just like yo, all these other motherfuckers around us who are in the school make way more money, so they're they're the ones who are being humbled as opposed to being like the big fish in the little pond, so to speak, like financially. Like well, like I got all the freshest jays and shit like that. And that's the thing I know we were talking about this off before we started recording. And we were talking about like lacing up our kids like the in, in gear and, and someone had a fucking stereotype or not stereotype, but they had a theory that like a hey, the better dressed the kids are, the more shitty the parents are. Cause they're just like, I'm not gonna be there for my kids. Let me just fucking lace them and right, let me just lace them up. I was like, if that's the case, then people are looking at me like I'm the worst dad of the fucking world. <laughs> No, you know, I mean it's both. It, it could be both. It's not one or the other. I, I I mean I had a friend that used to think if your shoes would that your shoes said everything about you, and because his dad told him that he goes oh yeah your shoes always have to be clean because that says a lot about you, and his shoes were always white as fuck, and I, my shoes always had holes in them and dirty and I always had crappy shoes and I I thought about that and I go well fuck what kind of person am I if I my shoes are always filthy, you know what I mean. Just, and you know, and then I thought about it and I go, that's that's bullshit. I think you know, he just he he took the I think his dad and he took the lesson the wrong way. Cause I, I do a, believe that. I do believe I, that I, you can tell who people are by their shoes, but that doesn't mean their shoes need to be clean. If well, someone has some bust ass shoes, it means they put value on somewhere on something else or that they I work think, fucking hard. You know what I mean? Well, if, if a person is independent like me, that makes an independent living on their own, our priorities are all fucked up. We think backwards, bro. I don't think about shoes. I think about when am I going to get a commercial building? No. So shoes, you know it should what I mean? Be more, it should be more the opposite, though. It already, yeah. it already I just don't see it. Maybe, yeah. and that's that's the thing. I'm thinking like, fuck, I want to stop paying rent at one of my offices. I need to buy a fucking building. Yes, buildings cost $2 million. That's a fucking huge ass number. I don't give a fuck. I need to buy one. Yeah, everybody yeah. else is like, no, oh, two million dollars, baller. Yeah, and you're like, I just want to stop paying rent. It's not a baller move. It's what you have. It's smart. It's financially smart. Financially, yeah. it's very sound. It's what you have to do. And 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 so then we all have different. We all have different priorities, basically. I fucking I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's like two rappers that actually drew some 
like knowledge from on the financial end. Rick Ross was one of them, which is weird because he had a song where he's like, well, stop thinking about the foams, like foam, like Nike foam pods. This is like when you could start thinking about home. So I was like, Debbie, yeah. right. And then Slim Thug of all people out in Houston, he, I think he had a book. I think he had a book about like financial literacy or something like that, where he said, if you like thing material things, like that's okay. But if you can't buy three of what you like, you shouldn't even be buying one. And I was like, yeah. fuck. Those are those are two people that invest. They're yeah. investors. Yeah. Those are independent the artists that for invest sure. in shit. Because they, they, like, they believe in the hustle. No, if I could slim thug, he owns a shit ton of like commercial properties and like rental yeah. properties and shit like that all over Houston. So I was like, I don't know, he did it right. Even Baron Davis, dude, like he's still for years he was still making money off his rookie contract because he invested immediately. And he hasn't been in the league in fucking what seven, eight years or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And like, but he owns like a bunch of properties and was just really smart in investing and stuff like that. Now you'll That's see the way to do it. Even Nas, who everyone makes fun of for being like a fake intellectual, not everyone, but people make fun of him for being a fake intellectual. But I was like, dude, that guy fucking invested in Bevel and they blew the fuck up. And he even, I think he was an early investor in Ring too, the 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 doorbell shit. Yeah, he's making Central. bank. And I was just like, damn. I was like, now, hopefully now the generations are learning, like, yeah, like rap isn't or I mean, well, you're from LA, so you know who DJ Muggs is, right? Like Soul yeah, Assassins yeah. on them. So he was saying. He was, I was just listening to a podcast that he was talking about, about financial literacy too. He's just like, I don't have to make another beat for the rest of my fucking life if I don't want to. I just love doing it. He's like, people need to understand the glamorous shit that you do, whatever it is. If you end up, if you end up getting, being a celebrity for it, that's just the starting point. Yeah. He's like rap or whatever. What I started it, it was fun when I was younger, but now I'm older. It's not so fun anymore. I got kids, you know, I got a wife, I, you know, I got shit to take care of, but guess what? That rap money paid for investment or turned into investment money that investment money turned into more investment money that more investment money is like now i have my own shit i don't have to answer the fucking anyone like you said like i have commercial buildings now or whatever he has he's like i'm chilling like i'm good like fuck i need jewelry and all this other shit for he's like you think i'm really gonna impress these motherfuckers like if i need if i feel the need to impress somebody like i'm doing it wrong i think there's always a duality with rap because you know I, i spoke about another episode too where it's like people are glorifying the wrong things when they listen to it. It's like, yes, it's entertainment. But like you said, there's lessons to be learned from. There's lessons to be learned from, I think, everything. If you look deep enough, I think people just look at the surface of what hip hop is in general. And they're just like, oh, it's this, that, and third. And especially with Asian communities, there's a lot of anti-blackness and anti-brown sentiment and stuff like that. Um, I like that. I like that because because then people think a certain way about you and then they don't know how dangerous you are. And I, I feel like I grew up in my neighborhood. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of people that moved into this neighborhood when they were 21 years old. I bought yeah. this house when I was 21 years old, and I threw a bunch of house parties, a bunch, <laughs> you know. And most of my neighbors hated that shit. But you know, I grew up here. I've lived here for 12 years. I don't see any other 21 year old moving into my neighborhood and buying a fucking house and throwing a bunch of fucking parties. Yeah. I don't see that shit on any block, you know. And, and so then when I pass by and, and I listen to my rap music and I know for a fact that I have, I have a Japanese neighbor that's like 60 years old. I'm sure he hates that shit, you know? And I'm sure for years he used to think that I was just a asshole. But then one day he was walking his dog and we, we started talking to each other. Now I know his name's Alan. He, he worked at the post office for 30 years. And I, once I told him I was a CPA, then he looked at me 
And he was like, this motherfucker's more educated than I am. Yeah. His whole and energy. And he realized how dangerous it is to stereotype someone just because of the music that they, they're listening to. That's facts. Yeah. You know? Like, he I listen to jazz, I listen to rap, I listen to rock, I listen to, I don't listen to country, I will admit, I don't listen to country, I don't know anything about Spanish music, which, you know, I'm Spanish, but I don't listen to that shit, and, none of it at all, like, nothing at all, nothing, because, because my dad's from the 70s, and he, he's from here, I grew up listening to Led Zeppelin, Rush, yeah, old rock, and Doors, and shit like that, you know, that's classics too, so, I mean, if you gotta trade it off, I'm not mad at that, yeah, my neighbors, I'm sure at one point, they thought I was either some kind of factory worker or some kind of fucking, you know, carpet. I, I mean, I was cleaning carpets. They labeled you they, that. They thought that's all you were. My neighbor next door for many years thought I was cleaning carpets still, even after I graduated from school, after I told them, hey, I, I opened up my, my own firm. It's the, it didn't sink in because he's an older white guy. And, he, and just, then he sees me jump in my car just listening to rap. He's like, oh, I was just going to go clean some carpets. Like you thought you know, <laughs> I'm about right? to make some, I'm about to make other people money. I'm about to make my people money and make myself and then, some and, money too right. and educate them. And then so and that happens, you know, and then after and so I like the fact that rap helps downplay certain scenarios because it I feel like it helps me blend in with the normal everyday to everyday day-to-day guy. And and I, I want to be at that, I want to stay to a certain extent at that level forever. So I won't be a target. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I can't think of a better way to fucking end that episode with music, man. Because I, I was like, damn, let me just talk to I was like, I really want to get to the money aspect of this shit. Just because, not to say that I'm greedy, but I was like, I have an interest in money now. Especially because it's like, <laughs> so money just controls like so many things. And my wife's dad was just like, was just like, oh, you know, how are you doing? Like mental health wise or whatever she's like oh, i'm a little stressed he's just like he's like take care of your money problems she told me and me and her thought the same thing like man fuck you like like we thought about that but then of course of literally course. once we once we got to the point where we're like essentially kind of debt-free we only owe debt to the house and stuff not to like that like man it's so much different. Like I sleep better now. I have a better attitude in general. Like I still lose my shit on my kid because she's a three-year-old and that's just what I do. But but like the stress levels in general is like, holy shit. I was like, just imagine us giving that to our kids where they never have to feel that. Or we give them at least, we don't know what they're going to do, but we at least give them the opportunity to know, educate them, be like, you don't ever have to feel this way. Like that to me is like, fuck, imagine that shit. Well, they're already set to where they don't have to worry about bills. And the biggest worry in their life is going to be, where do I invest my money next or whatever? Absolutely. You know, that's Absolutely. fucking, that's great to me, man. Like, like I'm glad that we're like on the path together or that you're actually helped me on the path. Just cause for me, it's just like, all right, like, like now I feel like it's the reinforcement. It's the reinforcement we have. It's, it's, and it's, it's something that needs to be addressed at least once a month talked about and expressed, you know, because if we don't bring it up, we get it's just like working out if you don't work out for six months you, know, you, you get know. the dad bod yeah look like i'm on my fourth trimester <laughs> with bro, a food baby tell me about it dude <laughs> and and that's the that's the discipline that we need yeah. so you know it's, if that's the lesson that anyone gets from this is like having the discipline and just 
it's okay to tell people like I need help when it comes to certain things. We're not built to just not anymore. We're not built to just deal with all these things like Absolutely by ourselves. Not. It's like that's why motherfuckers died at like fifty back in the day because they just internalize everything. It's like, no, dude, talk to people about this shit. Talk to people like you, or talk to a stranger if you need to, but just make sure you got the right people in your corner. And I'm glad, like now, I feel like I really do have that shit on a professional and personal level. You know, it's no small part to you, but all you know, a lot of the people around me as well that just helped me out. Like they perfected their craft, so they're secure. They're like, I don't have to fucking like. I'll just I'll just tell you this shit because it's less aggravating for me that I have to keep coming over here fucking either bailing you out financially or fucking plunging your toilets for you or whatever like or like fucking snaking your drains like no i'll teach you how to do it yourself or teach you how to fix it yourself and then it'd be cool but we'll still have the relationship because i'm i'm confident in who i am as a person so that to me is fucking big and that's why i fuck with you so heavy so i'm i'm glad do you have a name for your your nonprofit yet so i could plug that shit yeah so it's or it's it's rising latinos rising latinos i like yeah, that shit rising latinos organization Okay. And, uh, yeah, and we're really gonna emphasize on the youth in my old neighborhood, and especially the ages between 18 and 25. Once a month, I'm gonna have free courses on how to protect your credit because I think that's gonna save everyone a decade. You know? And then that's that's the beauty of, of of taking care of your credit is you save time, and time at the end of the day is what what we all can't buy. Yeah, and never get it back. You'll never get it back. It's the most expensive shit in the world. Because it's priceless. It's literally priceless. These guys don't have to sacrifice that time, bro. They're gonna be they're gonna be very well off. And that's the shit that they should be teaching in college, but they don't. They don't because the system doesn't allow it. Yeah. If they did, the system wouldn't eat. The system wouldn't exist, bro. Yeah, that's this true. And this is that this is this goes against the system, bro. This is independence, bro. It yeah. goes against the system. The system doesn't like that. No, nah, they want you to work till you die, like we were saying. They you want gotta, you to work till you, you die. You gotta fucking work till you're 71. That's the system. Yeah. And we're we're saying fuck the system. We're gonna do it this other way. The fingers crossed, yeah. man. Fingers crossed I make it there. You know what I mean? But you will very easily. And we're gonna have man, fun doing it. I hope. Well, I'm having fun now, man. Doing this shit too, man. So yo, everybody check out EdwinDoesTaxes.com. For your tax, financial services, shit like that. Like I'm plugging it, not just because, like you're not giving me a discount. Like I, I would do it for. I would still plug it anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm plugging it now because it's fucking is valuable, and you're really out here helping the community and shit like that. Rising Latinos organization, check out for them too. As soon as this shit comes out, I'm gonna start plugging them. I'm gonna start plugging it. We do have something in the works with some popspurpose.org. That's the that's the other homie who's doing some things as well. So what up? Check that out. Shout out. I gotta link up with him. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'll pass you the information, but everybody check that shit out. And even if you don't get the information from us, me specifically, because I'm not that well versed in it, figure out financial literacy. There's Google, there's accountability, bro. There's, yeah, there's websites. Just be responsible and shit like that. I'm not saying you can't get fly, you can't do this, that, and the third, but, but whatever, but just moderation. Everybody consider that shit because that's the path that I'm trying to get to right now. <laughs> and that's why I'll be dealing with everyone in the future. But everyone, thank you again so much, man. This is Retro Radio, whatever episode we're on right now. And I'm not sure when we're going to drop this, but it's going to be soon. So everybody, holler at him. We'll catch you on the next one. And yeah, man.